0: It's only good vibes, talking about music from Beyonce, the tribe,
1: in the world where it's always politicking, run. why your boy Kanye be tripping, I don't know, so we put it on the shelf, listen to Conrad when he brings up mental health, is Michael Jackson really the king of pop, there's no debate, if you ask, be shocked, Conversation so tight, it be dripping you, we love getting suggestions from our listeners, do something foolish, try and run if you can, all you gonna do is end up a victim of whose man's,
2: Welcome to another week of Who's Man's Podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Before we really jump into it, I know exactly how I want to start because I got a bone to pick with y'all from last week's episode. Well, yeah.
3: I did nothing but defend you because you're my love and <laughs> I adore you and admire you. I would never do anything, to say, make any disparaging comments against you. This is a you. perfect start. Feel still guilty. Go ahead. Go Open up. We are getting Open married up. in 16 days. Okay, go ahead. Go saying, ahead. We ain't What's married yet. <laughs>
2: I just love how y'all didn't take no time to let the people know I wasn't going to be on the episode. Like, I'm going to make sure everybody knows right now that Brian isn't joining us tonight. He decided that he has some personal things to get to take to care of. So, we're going to go ahead and keep rocking with Adam, but it's much love, and he'll be back. But oh, last week, y'all just jumped in, didn't video. say nothing. Wow. My fans at home, like, where's Ron? We miss Ron. <laughs> y'all ain't say nothing. <laughs> let me tell you something.
3: I'm not into, like, astrology like that or zodiac signs, but I know a Leo. And by golly, Ron's <laughs> a <name is> Leo. <laughs> Ron's a Leo, for sure. <laughs> he is such
2: a Leo. <laughs> I'm listening you to know. what I'm editing. Like, they go not mention me. They don't know. They going to people know what's going on. Oh no, really? y'all. So we, we really didn't say a word about you the whole episode. Ain't say, mm-hmm. Y'all mentioned me, but y'all did say nothing about why I wasn't there. That's, and, no,
3: we that's Austin's you. fault. I blame Austin. <laughs> <laughs> you, said <laughs> you said your name.
1: You said your name. Didn't <we? Okay. sighs> Barely.
3: Oh, was, no, we did talk. We talked about your beard. I, I defended you.
2: That would have been a perfect opportunity to mention why I wasn't there to defend myself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but nah.
2: Y'all just, left, y'all just left people waiting.
3: Wow. <laughs>
2: there's no ending this one.
3: Okay, you're right. So you yeah. edited all two hours of that episode, and today is when you came to publicly announce that you're upset. <laughs> yeah.
2: You really, you really could have actually taken to the next level. Like, like this, You could have actually recorded yourself in and said some shit.
3: You really could have.
1: That's you know, let it happen I again.
2: That's if you want to be
3: really know. petty, right. Let it happen again. You let this marinate for two weeks. Yeah, I did. Okay.
2: I respect it. It was a public <laughs> defense, so I had to air it out in the public.
3: <laughs> I feel you.
1: Keep looking, I feel you.
2: <laughs> All right, so now with that, I feel like we can go ahead and get started into the real meat of the topics for tonight. So, did you guys see what happened with Cam Newton?
3: This is the kind of stuff I'm into when it comes to sports mess.
1: I, mean, I love drama. when something bad happens. Right,
3: I know, that's, I know. We should do a segment of Tory Sports then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be pretty
2: good. You give you a sports segment, but you never talk about any actual games. <laughs>
3: right, exactly. Like, I'm really, this that is really... team. But anyway, here's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Um, so, did you guys see, this? you guys, Conrad, I don't think you saw the video, right? I,
2: no, I really tried. I started watching it, and right from the beginning, I was like, this going to be one of those videos. Kid's going to try to clown this guy. And then, actually, the only thing I would say is, from the little bit I watched from the very beginning, Cam handled it pretty well. But I have my two cents about the whole situation because I'm kind of over that whole thing.
3: Ron, have you watched it too?
2: Yeah, I watched it and I'd say, for the most part, I agree that he handled it well. I think the best thing he could have did was not engage. But, I mean, for where he was, I think that all things considered, it ended relatively smooth for him.
3: So, no one has no idea what we're talking about. Um, so, Cam Newton, is, is is this his camp, the seven versus seven camp? Is that his camp, his football camp?
2: <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know. I didn't even look into that. That would <laughs> be some shit if it was, though. Well, I don't believe it's like his is, but I do believe that he like sponsors and you know comes by. And like I don't know if he like owns it or anything like that though.
3: No. Gotcha. Well, I don't know that much about Cam Newton, but I do know that he was the Panthers quarterback for a very long time. He also writes in this weird language on all of his Instagram posts. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> That's the only two things we know about
1: him, I guess. He's right? If you guys to his need a sports like that.
3: I looked at one photo and I said, oh, I'm not doing this. (laughs) I'm not doing this mess. But anyway, so he got into it with some teenager that was participating in a football camp and it looked, from what I could tell, it looked like it was at least 100, maybe even 200 high school kids. And you know how kids are, like, especially teenagers. I think this kid was no more than 15, 16. And he basically just wanted to be famous. He wanted to get his five minutes. And the video starts off. They're outside. They're on the field and whatnot. And they're, you know, I guess they're doing drills or whatever. But, <laughs> but, um, he was basically yelling at Cam Newton, free agent, free agent, free agent. And Cam Newton heard him and It was very clear as soon as he, as soon as the kid, I heard the kid yelling, I could just tell like, oh, he's just showing out right now. But then Cam came over and every time the kid said free agent, Cam just kept saying, I'm rich, I'm rich. And it's such, I get it. Kids can really piss you off and they'll take you to a level where you kind of stoop to their level. So you could tell when Cam kept saying, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. After the third, I'm rich. You could see the switch in his brain where he's like, wait a minute. I'm about to beat this little mother. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I'm talking to a 15-year-old. <laughs> let me stop. And then he went and said, let me talk to your parents. Like, let me talk to your parents. And he was trying to basically say, like, he had his own reality check. Like, I'm not about to argue with some kid. And later on, in a different video, that same day, maybe like a few minutes later, he was trying to level with the kid. And just asking him, like, okay, well, what do you bring to the table? And some other kid tried to send him, saying, speed. And Cam was like, speed? Like, like that's it? <laughs> that's all you got? <laughs> so, so, so the kid, basically, he had a stage. Cam gave him a stage, and the kid kind of, he was still trying to, like, double down, but you could tell that he really wasn't ready for any kind of smoke. And, you know, the, a day later, the kid wrote a really well thought out and well written apology on Instagram and at this point we should just leave it at that but I just feel like kids are Yeah. and yep. we just have to work really hard to like disengage from them because they're always going to be jerks. I don't uh, know. What do y'all think?
1: Ron, do you want to go ahead? I mean, no, you hit the nail on the head. Kids are assholes. They always have been, always going
2: to be. I'm surprised Ron didn't so cool. start
3: this with fucking kids. <laughs> well, our kids, I already know, they're going to be jerks. Because Ron? I, we're, I'm petty. Ron is like ultimate petty. And he talks mess. So I just hope I'll I just... take
2: your cute, nice petty and not Ron's petty. Oh, thank you My Petty is harmless and Man. benevolent <laughs> <laughs> My Petty makes the world a better place. Okay. Uh okay. anyway.
3: I'm gonna start documenting a diary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sell that and have the new the next like famous book people have in like the bathrooms and you write like a thousand questions just so I just a thousand a, a thousand ways Ron is pity. <laughs> My husband is, <laughs> is petty. My husband is petty in a thousand ways. Here, here's why.
3: I gotta get some wall art that says that.
2: Well, you know, I'm gonna want seven hundred percent. All
3: right. So, Conrad, when, 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 when. <laughs> <laughs> so for me,
2: um, I, this is where I feel like Larry and this is like the stuff I pay attention to nowadays, and I really. <laughs> I'm gonna sound like our parents, but I really do blame technology for this in social media. Yeah. Like, at this point, that kid knew the camera was on him. His opportunity to hopefully go viral, which he did, he got what he wanted out of it. Um. So it's just one of those situations where it's like a bully. You're just gonna say something knowingly that he knows Cam can't do anything to him, and if he gets to Cam and Cam does something stupid, it still benefits him. And I just call me old school, call me whatever, but just the lack of respect for older people. I hate to say this generation, but just younger Mm -hmm. kids around this time, just is not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Or it's just easily dismissive. Like it's like, there's Mm -hmm. no second guessing or second thinking. Like I probably shouldn't say this, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all kids, but I think there's a different line where for us, we maybe thought about it first, like, if I say this, this is what's gonna to happen to me and then you realize, like, let me not say this. Or like, maybe we're stupid in the same way, but we chose to we chose the right moments or time to act that way. Where in this time it's like, I gotta find the next moment of look at me every second and there's no like thought process. Like you're at a camp where this person could possibly put you on to the next level and the first thing that comes out of your mouth is disrespect. And I'm just like, this is a this is he's a free agent, but this is a quarterback that you can learn from. And I and I was reading it later on like I'm
3: sure I'm sure (laughs) his parents fucked him out. Yeah, and I got
2: a chance to read an article about it and there's a portion where it said Cam actually later pulled him aside and like what Tori was saying and asking him like what he brings to the team. But he also added, like, so you're in other words he's basically like you're over here like talking all this to me, but what did you do for your team today? Mm-hmm. How did your team play Did they win? Did they do well? What did you do as a quarterback? And the kid couldn't respond to anything. And in reality, if someone was videotaping that, that could have went viral with that kid. And now he's on the worst end of everything. He's getting clowned for not pulling his own weight. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just like, I don't know. It's just that elder respect thing is very to my core. So when I see like younger Kids or anyone, even just our age, talk speaking to someone older like our parents or our grandparents with disrespect—it just rubs me the wrong way. And I so guarantee, gonna... you if it was any other situation, I feel like Cam would have probably handled it correctly too. He would have probably joked back. He would have probably, you know, cracked jokes. But I think even the way the kid approached him was just like, "All right, you're just this is your one one shining moment."
3: So to expand on the. Respecting our elders thing. So that was something. So again, I don't watch anything like that, but I was on my lunch break yesterday and Ron was watching first take and, um, Stephen A was talking about the respecting your elders thing and how, you know, he's glad that the whole thing ended at that. Just the apology and whatnot. Um, but he felt like kids nowadays have a problem with respecting their elders. So my question is, is that mindset outdated at this point? Like is that is that even something that everyone follows? I know black people follow it, but do you I know minorities do. Um, but I don't know about you know, white families and whatnot, but is that take to respect your elders, is that antiquated? Mm. I know obviously Conrad, you don't feel like it is. Um, and we can definitely talk about that. But, Ron, what do you think?
2: I say if it is, it shouldn't be. I don't think anything, I don't think there's anything that really can change in the world that would make it no longer be necessary. At the end of the day, the older people, the older you get, the more you're going to know and the more respect you garner over the course of your life. So, I don't see myself ever figuring out, like, I don't think the children should be respecting the older generation.
3: Well, it just makes me wonder because. As the generations go on, each generation, like, of parents have new life skills that they teach their kids, Mm -hmm. have new opinions on things. So it just makes me curious, like, will us as millennial parents, will we be able to pass that down to our kids? And will this Gen Z generation be able to pass it down to Generation Beta, if that's what they're going to be called? (laughs) Like, is it, it's Beta? I'm, well, the the after Gen Z, it's gen, Generation Alpha. So I'm just going oh, oh. to go through the entire Greek alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: we just have a whole right, but um, right. Of generations.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, is that is it realistic to expect? I I do agree. Like, we do like kids nowadays do kind of have that problem. We do need to hold on to that um practice, but are we being realistic by continuing to teach that? Like, is that becoming important for upcoming generations to respect their elders?
2: So I think from generation to generation, the version of respect has definitely been altered in a way. And so for at least on like my upbringings and I can confidently say maybe a large majority of African kids may agree with me. But so for us, respect our elders was more out of fear than more yep. of <laughs> like I don't know, maybe like a a respect like I respect you as my older as my elder because, you know, you have wisdom and blah 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 first. Where it was more of like I respect you as my elder as an authority first and then I'm going to sit down and listen to your wisdom and blah, 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 blah. So it was that fear tactic of like, I can't act this way or say anything or like act in this manner because first I'm going to get whooped and then I'm going to get words of wisdom or like guidance. Um. So I, for me, I don't want to pass that down to my kids to teach them to respect me out of fear, but more respect out of like human decency in a way and understand that also that people who are people who are older than you like Ron said have a lot of knowledge. Now, does that mean you have to agree with everything that person says? No. I was told that growing up like respecting your elders, it was like they were right and that was it. You know? Like nothing else. If they said something, that's how it was, that's how it happened. And so for me when you say like passing it down to our gener- our like kids and so forth and that <clears throat> i think it'll it'll eventually change again so like <laughs> i don't know what respect is for this generation or gen Zs. is it yet yeah. and i don't know what they, like what to them is being respectful mm-hmm. you know so i don't know if it's based off of social media what they see and see what respect is are their parents adjusting to them so they can get to know them? So I know a lot of parents are adjusting to how Gen Zers are like tech savvy and in social media. So that's how they communicate with their kids now. And so will that change? So I don't, uh, that's a good question, but all I can think of is I hope to pass down the same values of respect of your elders to my kids, but at the same time, also making sure that they don't feel that they respect me out of fear, but I, understanding mm-hmm. I, like I respect out of love and knowing that this is my dad who has a lot of knowledge and trying to help me out and I respect that. Um realistic.
3: think of too do you guys remember um uh, <laughs> I think it was two years. it was two years ago. It was a Twitter debate where um a clip from a talk show that Maya Angelou was on, um, where uh, a girl was on a high school trip and she wanted to ask um, Maya, a que- Maya a question. And so when she was asking the question, she called Maya Angelou by her first name. And at that time, Maya Angela was 62 and that girl was only like 17. So, And the girl was mm-hmm. slack. Um, so Maya Angelou was like, thank you for the question, but first of all, you don't get to call me by my first name. My name is Angela. And I'm paraphrasing. Um, But it starts a debate on Twitter because, surprisingly, some people thought that Maya was doing too much, that she was out of pocket for how she responded to um the student. And, you know, granted, maybe she was a little extra because she did kind of <laughs> start to sound a little bit preachy. But in the end of the day, she was right. But then it was a big debate of whether or not she was doing too much by calling her out. I think people felt for the girl because they might have assumed that she was, like, they were embarrassed for her, I'm not sure. But of course there was on the other side who was like, you know, Maya did her right. She I wanted them the exact same thing. So that's why it makes and, and the girl, they um uh she actually did an interview years later, you know, when that happened when the when the um when the clip uh resurfaced two years ago, she did like a quick interview and she said, Honestly at that moment I was surprised by her response because I was adopted by a white family and they didn't teach me to say Mr. 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 Um, So I think there are definitely some cultural dynamics there, but I'm hoping, like, that's just something, you know, that I hope will continue to pass down, as you guys are saying, as far as, you know, respecting your elders, at least by (laughs) addressing them properly and speaking to them appropriately. Now, I do think there does come an age, like, if I'm if I'm, if there's a limit though, like if yes. I'm 30 years old right now and this 70 year old, you know, family friend of mine is saying some, some shit to me that I'm offended by, I'm more likely to tell her, listen, <laughs> I'm more likely to, to not, or to, um, not, you know, respond in like a complacent manner. I'm more likely to defend myself and let her know that, you know, him or her know that you can't say that to me. I think at a certain age, I think it is safe to say at a certain age, you are an adult, it's okay to set boundaries with another adult.
2: Okay, so what do you guys think about parents, those boundaries for their kids? So like saying like if a kid does not agree with you, a parent on the decision you've made, they allow them to like speak their mind and tell them like, I don't like what you're doing x y and z so in in reverse flipping it for parents versus kids where it's like at what age is it do you find that weird when a parent is like all right tell me how you feel about it or like if you said something to your kid and knowingly the kid knows that it was out of pocket like he didn't he or she didn't really do anything in my house in my household growing up i'm not saying anything, even if i know i didn't do it i'm just taking the heat but there's some parents nowadays who are allowing their kids to express that is that odd i don't think it's odd <clears throat> i think that at a certain point it becomes the right thing to do i don't know if i can get an answer on what age it is like i don't have any experience with it personally to say for sure on either side what age is the most appropriate i think that's something that i'll have to gain more understand more of an understanding on when it becomes relevant to me but i think that in general the idea of let, allowing a child to speak their mind isn't a bad thing
3: I agree. I so growing up, I think the three of us I'm sure, especially in a lot of black households, um you grow up with with, with black parents who don't really let you speak your mind or express your opinions if you disagree mm. with something. Even to this day. <laughs> I I could tell my parents struggle with me like expressing my opinions. Um but you know, just growing up I wasn't really allowed to challenge them, like if I thought something wasn't there, I wasn't allowed to challenge it. I was just supposed to accept their no, even when it didn't really make sense um and I don't think that's fair mm. you, because now i'm kind of I'm kind of messed up at this point I mean, I'm not blaming them solely, but I'm just saying the way that I communicate now I do struggle a little bit. you mm. I do think you parents are setting their kids up for failure by not allowing open communication in the form of um them just saying, Well, mom, I understand what you mean, but you know, that that doesn't make sense. I don't agree with this. There is nothing wrong. Like parents act like when their kids disagree with them, like it's the end of the world. Like they're telling them that they hate them for life. <laughs> no. You're not my dad. You're not <laughs> 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 It's like they they just they just They just think that, you know, you should always follow their path as parents. Um, And it's not fair. Like, it really does stifle kids. So I'm hoping that when we become parents, that we are able to teach our kids at an early age what effective communication looks like. Like, it's Mm. okay to tell me if you don't like something. It's okay to tell me, you know, hey, I don't really want to give this person a hug. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. Right, like having agency over your own voice is very important for my future kids to have, and that—that that is something. While I had a great childhood, love my parents, that is something that was lacking when it came to communication. I think a lot of people who grew up in black households would agree.
2: Yeah, I think that's one thing I do. I want to break that generation generational chain of ineffective emotional communication in a household in the black household um Mm -hmm. i definitely don't want to pass that down and i don't blame my parents because that's how they were raised so that's all they exactly and so and then also their parents were probably raised the same exact way and who knows if we had stayed in uganda if things would have just stayed the same way you know Mm -hmm. Uh, moving to america it was a whole different culture Shift where you can't just talk to kids the way you talk to them back home, or you know, there's there are people watching who are willingly going to call, you know, child protective services, or like you know, there's things that could happen, and also like having a culture change and seeing how families interact and seeing like, oh, you can be open and it's fine, and like you know, your kid's not going to hate you, they don't. Like Tori said, if like they don't agree with you, um, but I think that changed for my family because of my sister growing up here. It's just like oh. you, my my parents finally clicked. I was like, yeah, I'm different. Like you guys could raise me how you were raised because I have both, like you know, have my feet in both worlds. So and I'll take it. But my youngest sister is American, like. She is Americanized. Everything she sees, everything she does, her friends, the culture around them is—you have to change how you parent her because it's not going to be the same. You can't do these little threats like you used to get me. All <laughs> these little threats, like you <laughs> <laughs> can't use those against her. It worked on me because I was, like I said, I respected you out of fear, you know. Mm-hmm. So,
3: and that's—you just said something. I don't want my can I don't want my kids to fear us. Yeah. I I was afraid of my my parents. Great parents, but I was still afraid of them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I would wonder, like, if we were to take a poll of all the kids that were that were born during our era, and what their relationships was with their parents when it came to that like level of respect, or if that was something that was mm-hmm. held in their household, if all of us would have the same answer. If like, I if, think if
3: you were raised by boomer parents, you definitely have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Right>? <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: what's crazy?
2: You'd think that it would be a lot more. Actually, I could probably ask Carly this, but like, you would think it'd be more in white families because how old school they were, you know? Especially like with the white male- old man. Like very traditional, like head of the household. Oh, you mean in terms
3: of respecting? Yeah,
2: in respect, like from like being passed down to generation to generation.
3: Yeah,
2: like you would think that that would carry on. Where, I mean, like I don't want to generalize, but if you were to see on, if you walk in the class, that's how I noticed it. First time coming to American classroom, the first kid that talked back to the teacher was a white kid, and I was shocked. Mm. I was I was Mm. flabbergasted. I was like, "What?" And I'm like, waiting for a slap across the face. I'm for get out of my classroom. His little Cheetos or whatever he was eating, and I'm like, "That's it. That's all y'all got to do out here." <laughs> <laughs>
1: this
3: is so cu- this so how classrooms are okay. I know this is kind of off topic, but I am curious. When you were, um, when you were growing up in Uganda first, yeah. When something like that happened, like what, like what would have happened?
2: Oh, slap if across that the face! Been- oh. Like, oh, uh, what is it? Uh, what do they call that? Like classroom discipline? What is it called? What's the proper? Ah, uh, uh, good
3: question. I, don't I forgot know.
2: what it was called. But um, yeah, getting paddled and getting hit and smacked in front of oh, everyone. Yeah. yeah, that still was happening when I was there. I got slapped the across question. the face for getting a C on a test. My teacher held me uh-huh. after. I that slapped still to this day. And mind you, this is like elementary middle like i was in when i moved here i was considered a third didn't your grader.
1: mama didn't go off on her
2: no why would she that's how she grew up
3: Woo!
1: can you imagine
2: Like came home with prints <laughs> i wish like i prints. would tell
3: my mom a teacher slapped me she would leave work that moment and she everyone would be in jail everyone <laughs>
2: <laughs> like i'm talking like you know when you like slapping where they leave mark like a print. On your face, mm-hmm. that's how hard mm-hmm. it was. If you came to if you came to school late, like here, if you come to school late, you know you go to the front of the office, you get a little slip, a tardy list slip, and whatever. You don't go to recess that day or whatever. Back home, if you came to school late, you stood outside where all the latecomers came, and I remember our teacher. The teacher would tell us. What 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 do latecomers eat or like? What is it? it was like uh, early? Uh, what was it? Early, people come. I forgot what the saying was, but anyways, it was saying like latecomers eat basically the the scrums or worms because all the good stuff was taken if you come late. You always tell us to recite that, and mm-hmm. you, depending on the level of how like sometimes you uh, get disciplined with getting smacked or you'd have to do something like clean some stuff. But that's the level of respect you're you're growing up in. You know, it's like fear non stop. Okay.
3: Whew. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's not necessarily respect, but you know, that at that point that was I mean in, in any culture that is that is what's considered respect. Yeah. Like okay
2: you messed up these are your consequences and I'm doing this because I am your authority and I'm higher than you and you shouldn't be late no matter and you know what it didn't matter what it what the reason it was you're late you're late Period. you're failing you're failing you're getting your ass whooped you're talking in class come up to the front wop (laughs) wop go back and sit down Oh, you're laughing at him. Come up here, also. Bop. All right. Yeah, we got used to get that too school. Let's, uh, yeah. let's let's carry on with writing cursive. So, like, speaking of writing
3: cursive, kids aren't even writing cursive anymore. But yes, go ahead. I hated it.
2: I hated it so much. When I moved here, and we like the first third, like third grade, was all we had to do was write cursive. I was struggling, boy.
3: I used to love cursive. Love Man, people. I be making up letters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna check you teach right, in okay. schools anymore, which I guess makes sense. I guess it's not necessary, but I just hope they know how to write their signature.
2: so if we write in cursive in like a secret language to the younger generation oh. it'll be secret to me, you gotta let me know that's true because they can
3: barely they can barely uh read traditional clocks right. like they don't know what they don't know what the numbers mean basically.
2: Damn, they ain't a big hand mean, this, little that. There. Uh-uh.
3: there was a there was a TikTok of this mom that asked all of her kids, "What does um, a quarter after four mean?" And every kid said four twenty-five.
1: Oh lord!
2: <laughs> but you know, that's the thing. I mean, this is kind of off topic, but since we're talking about like generational things that pass down. I thought I, this like popped in my head the other day. At what point do you think dialects changes in our generation? So like, mm. so like, if you think about like back in the fifties, they had a, a certain way they spoke in English, certain cadence, how they held out words. And then the next, I don't know how many decades it changed to a, another like during the slave time, like if you listen to how black people talk and white people, it was a different cadence, a different sound. Then you move into like the 60s, 70s. Again, it changes. Then you move into like the hip hop era, like the 90s, it changes. And then now it's completely different. So I wonder like, who's like a linguistic? Is it it linguistic? Who studies Uh, like the English and language. No, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know <laughs> I want to say it's like linguistic or something, like something along those lines. But when, or maybe when, do you guys might, if you were to take a guess, when the next time language will change or how we sound will change? Because, like, you've been watching, like, for instance, uh, The Last Dance, and listening to how MJ was talking when he first got to like North Carolina, uh, the Tar Heels. <laughs> and he was like, it was a very like, my name is Michael. I don't even know how to even mimic it, but he like mm-hmm. held everything out when he was talking. And then when you hear him talking nineties, when he's with the bulls, you know, it's obviously has a cadence to hip hop and how they're talking, you know? The slang and everything changes, and then of course now in two thousands, he don't talk that way. He, we talk like how we talk now. I don't even realize when that it had trans, to be when, like, he when moved that changed
3: to, over. Just doesn't he live in L A. now? It, it had to be like when he moved to L A. because you know at some point I wouldn't be surprised. Like based on where, like if we if we live in Texas any longer, I wouldn't be surprised if I end up developing like a southern drawl or something. Because when he, I I didn't watch The Last Dance, but he, he did have a very thick to me a thick Southern accent at first, um, but it seems like since he moved and right. you know got all the money and now he doesn't do basketball anymore, it it has kind of changed. And when you mention about language, so I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but so I'm a I go on TikTok like all the time, and I don't post, but I just watch. A lot of videos and it's it's a really fun app but when we talk like thinking about how language will change i i do wonder because gen z especially white gen z kids and even just other non-black gen z kids they speak a lot of ebonics and i don't know how i feel about it like in their video captions it'll be something like i do be sleeping though and that's not even black english that's not even the correct way you say it. And and they think and y'all, they think that they're the ones that have come up with this new this new language. Like Saweetie, the a rap the rapper, she's dating Quake, she's only like twenty six. Her catchphrase is, I know that's right. And Gen Z thinks that's a new term, a new phrase. Like no wonder our parents would get so pissed at us when we would <laughs> try to act like you know, we were saying new stuff, everything just gets repurposed over time.
2: Mm, It does. And also if we have zero want or yeah, zero want to know where the actual word came from, you're going to think that Mm. that's, I started hearing this when our generation started using it. But I guess for me, it's really more of like, okay, do you think, if Martin Luther King was still alive, he would talk the way he talked during his like speeches and and all that. Hmm. Nah,
1: well, nah. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, the generation you see wouldn't rock that. majority
2: of people around his time think of how Malcolm X spoke. Think of how Martin Luther King spoke. Think of how Muhammad Ali spoke. Think of how Angela Davis spoke. They all had you know that what? same Angela cadence.
3: Davis, Davis cadence. It's it's like I feel like it's kind of stopped a generation because. So, I watched. I used to with my mom Hollywood black and white movies with her, and there was such there was this thing called mm-hmm. the Mid Atlantic accent, where these are American actors, but they have this like New England kind of British American English drawl to them, and that was on purpose. And there mm-hmm. are like Catherine Hepburn is a well known actress, and she had that little accent, and until the 80s when she died, she kind of still had that mid-Atlantic sort of accent that she had sort of built. So it could be career-based where you Mm. just kind of never lose it. Uh, But I feel like at least with the silent generation and the bloomer generation, I don't think that they would keep up with the times as far as how language and dialect evolves. Because I think about about my mom and A lot of the stuff that we talk that we say she since she was a teenager. But how does she, may, she okay, it? that's fair. Okay, I see what you're saying now. She may Yeah, I see what you're saying
2: now. You see what I'm saying? It's like it's I guess that we right. say the same thing, like how they say yes. it. Are they saying it how they used to say it back in the day, or are they saying the same way yep, or are they saying how, saying how we say it, it
3: She used to say it and then it becomes a chore when you explain the new way of say okay. it and then <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> Another, because because I thought it was just like an American um, thing, but even like if you listen to old like British, old British English, like until now, it's completely different. Even if it sounds like oh they have a British accent, but the way they say stuff, uh, I was watching like a Bruce Lee documentary. He's
3: he's an American,
2: but even the way he Mm -hmm. would speak was very. That's true. You know. Slow and methodical, and and I wonder, like you know, he if he was still alive, would he be way Would everything be be like Walter and like draw like drawn out and emphasize like emphasis on words and and that could be educational levels as well, or like not even educational, level, but like I feel like back in the day, like reading and all these things and how you talked and enunciation and everything mm-hmm. were mattered more. Compared to maybe now, where we are, we can code switch and do all these other things. And I know they did it back in the day as well, but there's a level where if you go in the office, you can still mm-hmm. hear people talking in slang all day, you know, or in a classroom or blah, blah, blah. So I, I don't know. I, I'll look it up. I'll see. I'll, if anyone's out there that's into language or dialects and all that, that would be kind of cool to know. Like, if in 2025, we're going to have like this. Ridiculous way we say things. Well, <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> and
1: we're know. gonna we're gonna be the ones confused,
3: you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, even nowadays, like we get This When that came about, I first of all, I still, I still think that's a dumb term. I was so long but I know I sound super old. But I, I'm curious how that even came about. Like, who <laughs> came up with "cap"? Was it a song? You know what? That's real. I use no, that
2: all the time. I've Never thought of reason. Mm-hmm. But why am I using this? So I guess we really can't get mad at these kids out I here because it, we honestly, do. It. Yes, I still try to keep up. Nah, we still. I'm, I'm still to gonna talk up. shit. I'm Y'all ain't to do keep up shit, man.
3: As long I'm as I, can. I know. Oh,
2: that sounds so old, Tori.
3: Listen, <laughs> 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 we are old, yo. <laughs> All these all these arms
2: and, and hands
3: swinging and abandon on these TikTok videos, I'd be tired looking at
1: these. <laughs> you know what? That's that's another That'll thing. Real, that's man. another Let's like thing on. I was
2: like, dang. I think I'm getting old. Like watching all these like dance routines and before I would look at dance routine I'd be like, Alright, I can do this and boom boom and then now I'm thinking I'm like yes. if I do that my knee gonna hurt. If I twist this way I don't know if I'll <laughs> can go. That's a little too fast. They moving a little too fast right there. And I'm like, man, I'm really thinking about these mm-hmm. things before I want to try anything.
3: There will be times yeah, actually, I'll, I'll
2: cross that threshold. a video on TikTok and I'll be like, oh, I kind of want to try this. And he'll be like, all right.
3: <laughs> 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 and that's
1: what brings me back to reality. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that last one. Okay.
2: Because <laughs> <He laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're hey, not going to say gonna it when the kids start saying We left that in
3: 2003
2: I'm going to be like I know who, I know the person I'm like You know what kid I know the exact moment Where I was When that word resurfaced you And I know the man Who started <laughs> Thank you
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a good amount of time For a word to come back no. That is a damn good. (laughs) Hey, Ron. From now on, I'm gonna hashtag fetch. Speaking of hashtags in our posts, appreciate it. Subliminal messages. Yeah, subliminal messages. Speaking
3: (laughs) of hashtags, are those? (laughs) Does Gen Z use hashtags? I don't think they use hashtags. Like, are those are those not cool Uh, Because I've heard there's certain emojis are cool too.
2: I think they. Oh, I'm not on that level yet. I'm still hashtagging. Maybe that's why we ain't giving shit. <laughs> I don't here hashtagging. Fuck out of our posts. And five likes.
1: Okay. And Gen Z over here like this is lame. My <laughs> All you need to do hashtag- is
2: to a <laughs> flaming emoji and you got five hundred likes. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess I don't. know. No, they don't, actually. Even thinking of my sister, she does not use a damn hashtag, not one, any of her posts. And it's also weird. They only post like three pictures yeah. at a time now. So, I don't know. They buy their followers. <laughs> that
1: was a low blow.
2: Exposed. <laughs> I'm just saying, they probably do. Hey, I can get you to a 1,000 followers if you just pay $1. I'm surprised huh, people still that. Here you go.
1: Look, I'm about to start scamming
2: people. Let me get that. The you know, thing about the people who really yeah. want that appearance, like they'll do anything to get that look. I look like this. I do this, and this mm-hmm. is how many followers I have.
3: Yep. I don't it even know where this with all
2: started, but generations.
1: speaking. <laughs> yeah, respect
2: <laughs> respect your elders. That's really. I mean, I don't know why that's so hard, but just do it. Uh, I I heard something the other day, and it kind of made me like pause and saying like the golden rule is really trash. And it was like, what you, what do you, why do you expect someone else to be treated you want to be treated as okay? And I was like, damn, you're right. What if I treated this person the way I wanted to be treated, and the whole time in their eyes, exactly you're always know treating
3: them the wrong way. With respect to that kid. I don't blame his parents. I I'm sure he lives in a household where his parents he knows better. And I'm sure he got a good talking to yeah. after it got out and everything. But teenagers, look, they like a show. They like attention. This is this is and I, teenagers are, teenagers have always been that way, but it goes back to your point earlier, I think that social media and technology are kind of elevating the need for
2: people in general to you know what let me let me pull back let me check myself i'm thinking of all the times we're at like varsity football game or like the football team is all chilling in the stands watching the jv team the amount of times you talk shit to like security guards Dang, and Congress,
0: and
1: I'm over here security like security
2: guard <laughs> <and> like <laughs> the one trying I'm to keep the security guard Man, it was a security guy who was wearing a yellow polo oh, and a walkie-talkie. Right.
3: Okay, so you're just, like, you're just like him. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: wait.
2: Relax. But I'm just thinking, like, if if social media was what it was back then, I, I'm sure we were, our generation was doing some wild-ass <laughs> shit. It's just that now that we're older, like, that's terrible. You shouldn't be acting that way. Like, our parents do now. When you know damn well that we're acting yep. the same exact way. All right. We ah oh, the life cycle, man. It just goes it really around does. in the fucking world.
3: The <laughs> we're all the you, same. You see, like in such a, a different light.
1: Speaking of lights, uh, <laughs> I'm glad y'all are here today.
2: Ooh, all right. The floor is y'all. It's it's here. Let 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 it all out. For those that don't know, Ron and Tori excuse mm-hmm. me live in Texas, Austin, Texas. And Brian lives mm-hmm. not too far in Dallas. And if you were paying attention to the bullshit climate we've had <clears throat> the past couple of weeks, you know that the state of Texas was in a state of emergency that everyone else saw but the governor. And uh, whack-ass people in in high seats. So, our friends were left
1: without electricity, water. A lot of food.
2: In sub-zero weather. So, I'm going to hand this off to them because you'd think, you know, one... Leaving the Midwest would take you away from such trash weather, but you know when people still don't think climate change is a real thing, you get midwest weather
1: in Texas yep
2: where people aren't prepared. so how are you guys?
3: <laughs> we literally sur- like
1: well we survived. That's something
3: that needs to be acknowledged if if people are still not convinced that what happened here was unacceptable like we literally survived an environmental humanitarian disaster people are still in the thick of this disaster without water people still don't have some people's i don't think still have water or maybe it's all been recovered now i haven't i haven't looked at the um the website in a minute but last week we god it's crazy so on valentine's day of all days And if anyone follows, like, astrology, you probably have heard it. You probably know that the phrase Mercury in retrograde. I don't know the whole, all the information about it, but I just know that usually in retrograde during a window of time, there's about to be some shit going on. Either you're super stressed out, everything goes wrong, you have a lot of bad luck, things like that. So Mercury was still in my
2: Sorry, Tori, sorry, Tori, sorry, Tori, real quick. I do want to see the part where they say that if something's in, like, Mercury retrograde, if you're looking at a car moving fast, it actually looks like it's going backwards, but that's another time topic. Go ahead. Sorry. Because that shit would be wild. Can you imagine driving out of a car and you look over it, that shit looks like it's going backwards but you're going forward? What?
1: Yeah, I'm going to pull over
2: that. <laughs> I right, wait for Mercury to get you doing this thing. Don't worry, take your time. Mom. I got nowhere to be. Uh, good. <laughs> right. Sorry, sorry.
3: Um. So yeah, Mercury was in Michael has been in Michael for a month until February.
2: Micro braids?
3: <laughs> <What?
1: laughs> Wait, hello. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you
3: guys need first. to That's befriend life, more but... black women. Okay. <laughs>
2: Look, I just want to make sure you said Mercury Grace, so not you know how <laughs> retro it, it Grace.
3: Like, uh, it's kind of like how people call the pandemic panorama or parabola, and that kind of stuff. Uh, but yes,
1: Mercury. <sighs> yes, name of the podcast.
3: Like um, okay. Girl. So um, I was on Valentine's. Uh, I was gonna make like a lobster. We were gonna make a lobster dinner, tenderloin together, actually. Um and i had i was Mm. you know we we knew saturday night that cold weather was coming but like every other texan we didn't think anything of it we didn't expect to be what it was we thought it was just going to be super cold weather and we're good we got heat so we're good so sunday comes along and i think ron didn't it snow saturday night and it was and everything was filled with snow on sunday and did, yeah, did people yeah, who
2: Sunday with
1: the so coming in? Yep. And we yep, had, I believe so, yeah. I put Sunday in a night. Judge night order, morning, Monday uh, morning.
3: From, I think it was shipped, Uh, the grocery delivery app. And when I saw the snow, I said, oh shit, they ain't coming today. So, because in Texas, we don't have four wheel drive cars, which is what you need in the Midwest and in conditions like this. Also, people kept saying, use salt trucks. Well, Texas doesn't have salt mines, so where are we going to get salt? Um, <laughs> we, Texas mm. and sand does And they also use de-icing solution, and that is only going to no. work so much. So, Sunday, everyone is just snowed in, but still, you hear tricklings of people who don't have power and we're like, oh shit, this is real. Like we were, We were still kind of thinking that we were good, and we just kind of I don't know what we did with dinner, but I think we just like kind of improvised and just did something different with dinner. And then Monday rolls around, and it's and at this point it's in the twenties. And just to be, just for people to understand, like because I was seeing a lot of jokes and whatnot, and I get it. Texas gets snow when we shut down. Texas gets, you know, twenty degrees for one day, and we snow and we and we slow down. Come down here and try to handle 100 degree weather for 40 days and 40 nights. Come down here and let me know what you think of that. Mm. Because we can handle heat, but we can't handle cold. In Michigan, when I first, when I, I was born and raised in Southville, Michigan, uh, right by Detroit. And obviously I was used to the cold that me and Ron both were. And I've been living in Texas for almost 10 years now. And I am definitely nowhere near.
0: You my blood has
3: thinned, and that is something that people kept saying to me that was really, it really did annoy me. Like, oh well, you know, you're used to the good thing that you grew up in the Midwest. You literally, my blood has thinned. I cannot take it anymore. Now I can take for the most part ninety five, one hundred degree weather if I have to, because I've been living here for ten years, so I'm used to it now. But for it to get to twenty degrees, no it's one was been prepared. ten years. I, Thankfully, we were smart enough to already have, like, snow boots, big coats, hats, gloves, and all that stuff. So on Monday, still going, okay, but some of my coworkers lose power, and they're not able to work. So I'm, so me and Ron are thinking, well, hopefully, because at this point, Austin Energy is telling everyone to conserve their energy and only keep things on that need to be on. So we're thinking, okay, yeah.
2: Hey, Tori. So at this point like um had you guys like since you said you tried to get shipped did you end up like have to leave the
3: grocery we couldn't drive anywhere
2: grocery they
3: didn't they don't have a grocery house down here so we no, just had true. to wait until the snow melted and really never melted until like that Friday
2: dang so so like if you which i'm assuming was a large majority of people in Texas who were like, "Nah, we're gonna be good," and yep. didn't like go get yep. groceries. Yeah, because this has
3: just it. never happened before. Like Texas will get ice storms once a year, but it'll typically only have the state or whatever city it is shut down for a day, and then we're good. But this lasted all week, and on Monday we were good, but then on okay, Tuesday so- <laughs> came more people were losing power. At this point, it had to be like. Five hundred thousand, no, no, in the millions at this point, because four million Texans were without, were without power at this point, point. and we were like, oh crap. We were at, at this point in my head, I was like, we just might lose power, but I was trying to be hopeful, and me and Ron were trying to be hopeful. And Tuesday night, we were we were kind of prepared for it, and it was it was actually getting really cold in our apartment because we were told, you know, turn your heat down, and mind you. We typically have, I, this may be hot, but we typically mm. have our heat on like 77 or 78 when it gets that cold. And so we turn it down to like 72,
1: 73.
3: Mm. 9.15, power goes out. You're like, okay. We were, prepa- we were mentally prepared for it. We weren't mentally prepared for it to last five days, though. Mm. <laughs> so it it, <coughs> it it kept raining every single day. Freezing rain snowing every day. It wouldn't stop. It it felt mm. like we kind of felt like it, it honestly it kind of felt like there was no one here to save us.
2: That's what I was about to ask, and that's like, Were you guys almost feeling like hopelessness in a way as you kept seeing like, you know, it's now Tuesday. It's now Wednesday. It's now Thursday. Shit, it's now Friday. Was there a sense of like, mm, <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna make make it to the other side of this? You know, people are, and I'm sure you're also hearing stories and keeping up with what's happening around you. I think that one thing that we were very fortunate to have was um, we always had a good, good backup plan that we knew worst case scenario if this place became unlivable, we were gonna make our way over to the Kinderbroo household, which we did okay. eventually do. When we um we were without water and power for a few days. But, you know, I, I definitely know, there, I mean, there was no doubt there are so many people out there who are feeling those exact thoughts. Because even though we had a backup plan, it was like yep. random things. I would have the pipe burst in the middle of the night. Then how are we going to react? What if there's carbon monoxide leaking and we can't even tell? Like, you know, there's just so many random things that are happening to people that could happen to you that you can't really plan and for. I'm and I'm glad you said that, because throughout know what's the gonna week, happen.
3: that's what we were doing, like thinking, okay, if this happens, what's our plan? if we lose power, what's our plan? Do you want to stick it out and then go to Evan's house or do how many days do you want to stay? Like we were we were pretty much trying to prepare for the worst case scenario when our power went out. And, you know, we stayed in our bedroom and thankfully mm. our we stayed in our bedroom. We we weren't we didn't have power from Tuesday night until Thursday. And so we couldn't work. So our bedroom was cold, but we were comfortable. We had to sleep in sweatshirts, sweatpants, socks Scars, all that stuff, and you know what what I am talking about what we went through, there were a lot of families that went through rain worse, like I know a child, he was like nine, he was staying uh, he was in nineteen degree weather in a mobile home, and he he died, and from hypothermia there were there were people there were so many people that died of carbon monoxide because they have gas <coughs> stoves and they kept it on all night, and of course that produced carbon monoxide people were so desperate just to warm up. they risked their lives. And that's what people I need people to understand. Texas wasn't built to handle this. I still don't quite understand our thing, but there is no, there is a company called Aircot that controls all of the Texas electric, electric power. One thing that makes Texas different than other states is when disasters like this happen, have the luxury. to to get shared electricity because we pulled out of that effort and wanted to control our own power. So that's why other states affected were able to get power a little bit sooner than we were. Mm -hmm. So, and what's crazy Governor Abbott, he (laughs) he he, uh, wanted to investigate why AirCop failed and he's the is the reason why it failed. Like, what? <laughs> like, you are, the, you are the reason why. And and it, it got to a point, too. Ron, <laughs> when did we lose water? That's when I was like, okay, hmm, I'm getting real That was
2: Wednesday morning.
3: and Because we didn't have water. So we had snow on the ground. We had to melt snow to flush the toilet. We spent two hours and we came mm. up with different, like, Systems and whatnot of ways to do it, but we melted snow for two hours. It filled up three quarters of the recycling bin. Only got one flush. So we were really like living like it really hum. First of all, it really humbled me because I'm thinking there's so many other people living in other countries where this is just their everyday experience. And I definitely was trying to be mindful of not complaining because I know people go through worse. But man, was it was it taxing? It was very taxing, and I have to I have to give my boo credit. Ron, if I didn't have Ron there, I would have gone. I would have had a mental breakdown because he really kept things calm. He was positive. He was like, "Well, if this happens, you can do this," or you know, just constantly like trying to update to make sure that things were okay. He, yeah. He, I had been having a really rough week um before then especially with family life um and I was having a very stressful even the day before the storm hit there was some stuff going on with my family that was really taxing on me emotionally he was just there like he picked up the slack like he went out and got most of the snow to melt and everything he went out to went out like on on a Wednesday when we were we wanted some dinner he went out and tried to get dinner, but they were closed. Like he, like Ron, you were just oh, so amazing. I could talk about you all day. But um, it it wasn't until oh. exactly. So Thursday, <laughs> and that's why he getting made Electricity, but it was going in and out. You know, every eight minutes for a while. And, but we still didn't have heat. So we were like, ugh. It, it, I still, I still did not work at heat. Um, and then on Friday, that's when in my head I didn't I didn't say this to Rob, but in my head I was starting to lose it. I was really starting to feel that feeling of hopelessness mm. as you were saying. And I and I said I told her I was like, So I would definitely be open to going to Evan and Karen's house, but you know, whatever you wanna do. <laughs> it was that moment. And
0: <laughs>
1: I know Evan, that, it was talk, that moment talk shit
3: about him, but I'm gonna say something very positive. Evan and Karen saved us. Like, they cooked for us every day. Breakfast, lunch. They, they had the most comfortable guest bedroom. They had great hospitality. They had tons of food and water that they were, um, you know, letting us eat and drink and whatnot. They were amazing. I don't know what we would have done without them because our last resort was driving was driving up to Dallas and that's 3 hours away and we were like that's the absolute last 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 resort if we do experience some damage from like pipes bursting or something we finally got water back on Sunday um but even before that <clears throat> like just just thinking about how this country continues to fail us especially this state like, yes, we live in a pretty liberal city of Austin, but it it definitely has its flaws, and Texas as a whole has a lot a lot a lot a lot of flaws like as a state it's a pretty it's a pretty terrible state um and just seeing the way the politicians were such like it it congresswoman a c raised five million, probably six million at this point six million dollars in Texas relief effort. she drove down to Houston to pass out food pass out water meanwhile Ted Cruz is going on a plane to Cancun to Cancun and then gets bullied to come back home <laughs> There was one picture of him how about getting caught putting in a, a case lie, of yeah. water in someone's trunk after he came back home but like sir a woman who congresswoman AOC she doesn't even cover Texas her district is New York
1: yeah, I was other like, side those side who don't them, know who AOC
2: is, she was on the other side of, <laughs> of the country, And I didn't, I,
3: I explained <laughs> nothing of, of tech. It was like nothing. It was just, first of all, the fact that he let himself get caught on the plane. But yeah, that was... Yeah. And and then what's crazy too was like, Monday, back at work, like nothing was really... Good. Like, our my job thankfully allowed me to document my hours as you know as not PTO. Like I did I didn't have to document as PTO, which is good.
2: That's what I was gonna ask is I wonder mm-hmm. how many companies on that mm-hmm. bullshit.
3: I'm sure a lot of them and
2: did. made their workers take PTO for those terms. But yeah,
3: it that was terrible and it really makes me worried about okay, if that happens again, we're done. And and there was an article that said if if um know, these experts, if they hadn't, um, you know, what was it? If they hadn't have noticed the issue with the power, yes.
2: And shut off the, did the, forgot the
3: terminology yep. for it, but uh, the uh, rolling, yeah, yeah. rollout so like blackouts. If, if they hadn't, if they hadn't turned something off or, or addressed something at a certain amount of time, we would have been in that, we would have been without power, heat and water for a month, at least a month. Had they not drawn attention to it in time. And it was just so. It was so frustrating because so many people were struggling and just seeing stories of people saying, I'm worried about my baby and it's 20 degrees right now and I am worried about my child getting through the night. It was it was it was probably it was a really I hope I hope no one ever has to go through that. And I heard too, honestly we weren't the only, it felt like it, but we weren't the only state going through stuff. Comrade, I know you said stuff was going on in Virginia. Um there were every, the entire country had record
2: low temperatures. Yeah, it was um, yeah. Record low temperatures um counties around here in Virginia and Richmond <clears throat> loss of power outages due to trees falling from ice storms from the ice storms. Um, I mean, I was telling Ron and the other the fellows that um, <clears throat> Middle East was experiencing was snow for the first time in 50 years. Like, granted, granted, the, the the town that was had the most snow was like a town in the mountains, mm-hmm. but still, they said they hadn't seen that much snow in 50 years in a desert, oh, Algeria, yeah. like all these countries that are predominantly heat, hot zones were covered in snow. And they say the the way climate change, if we don't get a wrap or like start changes, even if it's not going to be maybe in our lifetime, but they're saying the, the more this happens, the mm-hmm. more extreme climate. I mean, what was it, two, three years ago? Yep. London and had that crazy, crazy heat wave. And London is a country, you know, that is predominantly cooler and it's almost like in california it's gray it usually isn't in the hundreds like
3: through october people were saying like through like in the in the late fall it was in the hundreds
1: yeah
2: yeah and then sometimes i'm just also just thinking like maybe this it's just mother nature saying i'm done with y'all at the same time, like like she's just like, you know what? I've been here before. I wiped out a whole That's dinosaurs. Don't think I can take I can't take y'all out, you know? So just like we and like and when I say we I mean all of us, if we keep treating the way we treat our land and nature and all these things, Mother Nature will find its way of correcting itself. And with where it's, we're the ones who will only decide if we're going to be on her good side or her bad side. But I'm just glad you guys made it. Um, I know Brian's not here to speak, but he'll probably share his thoughts in the next episode. But he was also going through it, and even worse for him, yeah. transitioning into a new house on top of that. So like, I can't imagine going through all that. Um, I have I have family members in Austin as well, and I was talking to them, and uh, we kind of started like talking about life back home. And was, she's, it was like, "How did we used to live this life of no power, and electricity, and water?" And it was like, "Cause you had no other choice, done. as in yes. like you'd have to share." Like, yeah, you had no other choice. And I'm just like, I cannot imagine doing that in 20 degree weather. And hopeless and like, I can't leave my house, you know, I can't go to the grocery store. I, you know, I feel like it would have been maybe a little different if it was like a hundred degree heat wave and you didn't have electricity or, you know, water, but you can at least leave the house to go get these things or find these things, you know? And we were just talking about like, yeah, I don't, it's, it's. It's a tragedy how our leaders in the year twenty twenty and twenty one just continue to fail. <laughs> and I don't know why.
3: Oh, they just don't care.
2: And I think maybe people I it's even that, but I just wonder at one point will people realize I, that America ain't shit.
3: I wanna hope as
2: so as how people depict it.
3: The governor election is next year. And I I think the next Senate election is it in four years? It's coming. I know it's definitely coming up, but I'm hoping thing is what gets Abbott out. I'm really hoping because the way that he's just even even since last year, since the pandemic started, it's because of him that uh, that uh, at least Dallas, Texas opened too early. We, uh, they, they, um, what was it? Or no, that wasn't it. I think it was mm-hmm. the entire state where he was allowing businesses to open up at some sort of capacity when it had only been six weeks of quarantine. And, and in Texas, it was a
1: yeah, hot Yeah, I remember spot. that like, part. It
3: was bad here around that time. And he just doesn't care. Like, and he yeah. criticizes the city of Austin a lot because we defunded, uh, we defunded for the police budget. City council voted for that. Last year. Um, and also because we have this. Um, we don't have a. We don't have a camping ban For the homeless. So the homeless can. And hang out wherever they want. And honestly they're really not bothering anyone here. But you know. He's criticized that whole thing. And believes that you know. Um, the homeless need to. You know leave. But yet he won't provide any options. For affordable housing. So
2: that's my issue with a lot of political leaders even here in Richmond they did the same exact thing like Richmond is like a it's an urban city with a university and like multiple universities in the middle and if you would think of like um, think of one of the like Wells Hall in Michigan State right that's a busy area and it's like a courtyard and all that so imagine that here, but it's what we call the Park. And that's when I first moved here. That's where a majority of the people hung out. Like when there was food drives or if there was like anything going on, they'll take it over there. But then there was this huge new initiative. They were going to remodel that area, clean it up, and which means we we're going to push out the homeless people. And they were like, oh, we're going to push into the south side, which is where I'm at right now. And we're going to build these homes, these shelters down there for them to move to. Did any of that happen? No. Where where that was supposed to happen, so the South Side is where
3: is the area that you
2: live in? Yeah, South Side is more of the, they used to call it Black, what was it called, like Blackwells? It's predominantly where all the Black people are. And so it's like on the up, it's like on the come up, Because of gentrification on one side, Mm -hmm. but, like, also, like, a lot of Black-owned businesses are popping up on this side, too. But majority, not a lot of people are aware of, are still learning about this side of town, which is very typical for most, like, urban Mm -hmm. uh, sides of the city. But same exact thing. So nothing happened. They pushed these homeless people out. We're... Where do they go? They find a new location because they can't be in one location. What do you expect? I think I said this before earlier. We're just as people, innate to be attracted to be around other people. If I'm homeless, I'm going through the same struggle as me, and we can work together to find to live to make it through a day. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to go to where the people that are going through the same thing and find a way. Either we're going to sit here and get drunk together all day because that's all life has for us right now in our mm-hmm. eyes. Or we're going to sit yep. here and find a way how we're going to make money for today. Right? So, holy people don't just congregate because I want to cause a ruckus. Some do, yeah. But mm-hmm. other times, mm-hmm. like, these are the people I have right now. Mm-hmm. So, where else am I going to go? Um, yeah, I hate, I just, I think the overall message is that <laughs> I don't know if it's just, it sucks to put him under this, oh, but I'm just ready for the boomer generation same. to get out of political leadership. It's just, that's what it comes down to. Like, it's just, there are a lot of things I think about. Um, if you think of some of the terms people hold in office, like to me personally, I don't think being a Absolutely not. Um, Supreme Court judge should be a lifetime they- decision. They are a lifetime, all so old. a lifetime job. Sorry. There's no, no reason for someone. Yeah. There's no reason for an 80 year old to be making judgment calls on yeah. a generation she's still thinking of yeah, I could, when she I grew can up. I can see why people are pissed up, that, you know?
3: Bader Ginsburg, so, as much as. like went into her death as a and didn't retire. I can see how people are pissed at that. She should have retired when she was younger and let someone else come in.
2: Yeah. Like just like we can see that those things it's it's a rare time where you see longevity of the same person over time benefits in the end, like overall. Like think of all the dictators in other countries that have been there forever and where their where their uh mm-hmm. uh countries are headed, you know? And I'm just saying like those are the things hopefully as Uh, Our generation, younger people are stepping up in politics. The people like AOC and, and granted, we might sound very liberal. And just from how we speak, a majority of us can say that we are liberal, but at the same time, even Republicans, I wish they were younger, they were more, uh, less boomer Republicans because even if they are, have different um, thought processes and political views, at least with a younger generation, Mm -hmm. there's still a point where they can pause and think. (laughs) You know? And so, I think that's honestly what's going to just save the face of America is just
3: yeah getting we, we, the we, old
2: people out at this point. And we know
3: that sounds <laughs> That's what it is. Look. Get them out. Yeah.
2: It's time for y'all to retire.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: but it's the truth. It's a fact. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it wouldn't be ages was if they were like, oh no, Conrad, you know, this 80-year-old yeah. mayor has changed and he's making no. You know, it's it's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's probably the same thing. It's hard. It's hard to. Again, it's just as humans, it's hard for us to adapt to change. You know, so if you're someone who's had this way the same doing the same thing forever, and now you're also in a leadership position and you make say and do things the way you want it to be done, it's really hard for you to change and try to adapt something that you were against or understand that, oh, you know what? Maybe this way of leading or this way of governing
3: is the new way we should change. I struggle with it, but I do try to do this with my parents. I try to at least practice this. It doesn't work. Like, it's probably only worked a couple of times so far. (laughs) 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 But, you know, I do try to change their politics of things. They're just wrong. But this is, they just don't get it to, it's way too new, way too different.
2: So Ron and Tori, um, what's next for you guys? And like, what are they saying in Austin? What is, like, are they regulations? Are they trying to figure out how for I have future thing, I think, catastrophe of this matter? How steps. are they starting to make plans?
3: I don't think they have a action okay.
2: plan. Do you think that are you guys hopeful that they'll have an action plan or do you think it's one of those things that might be pushed under the rug until further notice TBD yeah. as far as i can
1: concerned with yeah, the competency of our government it happened before it can happen again so, going so to make sure that we get time. ready for it the next
3: time we hear cold fronts coming <laughs> we're stocking up okay because we were let me just say we were very toilet paper so
1: does this change we're going to be ready
2: hmm so does this uh i don't know what the future has but does this make you kind of raise an eyebrow whether you want to like stay here hmm. stay in austin or texas for ever
3: um you know
1: i would or that's a tbd if, if as well you
3: asked me two weeks ago i would have said "If if you would well no if you would have asked me two weeks ago I would, like, have I'm said, out of, I would say here for five here. more years, but if you
2: were to ask me now, it's definitely TBD. And this is kind of stemming on based on you probably think on
3: what the political outcome. No, just come, seeing how leaders around Texas in the next couple responded of years Responded and failed in, in handling this. Last, last,
2: right. I'm saying, like, well, do you think will it change? I guess my it was more of saying like your perspective will probably change depending on. The political leaders coming in the future so if like let's say if the governor stays and gets reelected or whatever or the, the, the mayor of whatever of Austin so the, some of the political leaders that have not been making the right political like the right moves for the city and the people oh, if they're reelected um, will that change your a question time our our would that change your time
3: frame is useless he's terrible oh that's a good question I would definitely consider if this is actually a place where I want to stay and raise a family for a while. But then I'm like, I don't know where I would go. Back mm. to Michigan, back to some, go somewhere else, because I, have, I have, do enjoy having friends here and family here. But my parents are planning to move in at some point soon, mm. in, like a, in like a couple years. Yeah. Yep.
2: Really? They want to retire a bit there? How are your... Like, oh yeah, that's like another question. They How did, are they, um, doing the
3: they lost power... Thing?
2: Did they get affected as much?
3: Sunday. Or? Yeah, they lost power Sunday. Their power was gone from Sunday to... I want to say Wednesday or Thursday. So they were out for a while, but they were getting more heat upstairs. So they were comfortable. But still, they they lost a lot of... They, they they still they they were still out of everything for a while, including water. And then they were also under a boil. So if that were to happen, you just have to boil your water for at least two minutes, and then it's drinkable. Mm. Um, we had to do that here in Austin too. But everyone, everyone, everyone handled it like a champ. We were all struggling. Man, they I was. I think what was great is that everyone just supported each other and just said, Hang in there. We go make it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all you can do. Right? And it's. Pa- Especially when you guys are really in the house.
2: <laughs> you can't order anything. Well, it is. You can't order anything. Yet. It is. <laughs> okay. You know what, Tori? You know what? No! Well, I keep trying. Ron, can you take give her a break on TikTok <laughs> the next couple of weeks? But <laughs> right, man, I'm so I'm I mean, I am grateful that you guys with everything. <laughs> um, but it just it's tough to to like it was like just hard to see like people waiting in line to collect water. Like, that's something I would have never thought to, like, really see here in our country, you know, which is just another humbling yeah. moment. Like, we take everything that we have for granted. We don't think, we really don't think about it. And people are like, no, I, I think about it is like, no, when's the last time you thought about not having power? Never. When's the last time you thought about not having heat? Never. If you grew up that way, if you had it every moment, every second, you don't think about it. It's like think about our level. Speaking loved ones. of which, it's not like we're you, thinking about when they the could, could die tomorrow. We're, to we're not paying attention to that stuff.
3: Everyone, if you do not have an emergency kit, press yeah. pause and buy one now. It needs to have it needs to include it could be an emergency bag, a couple pairs of extra clothes, a first aid kit, um, gauze, band aids, flashlights, mm-hmm. portable chargers. Like just have something, even snacks or something. Just have an emergency bag prepared, because you never know what could pop off. Because luckily, when um, yeah, this was the we lost power. I was like, I saw Rod mentioned that he had an emergency bag, and I was like, Oh, let me pack mine. I'm so glad I, <laughs> so glad I did. Yeah. So many even, hospitals lost like so I don't even
1: have it to be at work. know
3: what that was like.
1: Chaos. Chaos. Yeah,
2: just be, as much as we want to live in uh the world is perfect. It's not. So we just got to be prepared at all costs. Find out what you're, na- like, What where you live and what you're prone to natural disasters. If you live in Tornado Alley, get the kit get ready for whatever needs to be, prepared for whatever you need. If you live in a flood, flood area, be prepared. I know uh, our homie Nick was telling mm-hmm. us he has a earthquake kit. Uh, kit. They live on the West Coast and experience those. Get it. Like, you just never know. Like, I for us with the ice storm, I had to work that Saturday when it just hit. And I packed even if it takes me like five minutes to get to work, I packed sweatpants, I packed a whole thing, took a, a blanket in my car and in my head I was like, Am That's I true. doing too much? But I'm like, who knows? What if I get stuck on the way and I can't get out? I can no longer come get me. But I mean it's always good to be prepared. Um like we said, we're really thankful Lord that Tori and Ron and all our friends Brian and you know, Amber, <laughs> Evan got out of it and all the other Texans that were able to Come out of this unscathed, at least physically. I know there are a lot of people who had financial damage, mm-hmm. property damage, but hey.
3: Indeed, this is as long time as you have life. Activity. The
2: rest will come along, hopefully. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if uh, Ron wants to close this you guys out. First. Um, you know, I'm thinking yeah, enough of a it with and some positivity. Positivity!
1: I like it. You know, you know. what I'm Because <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do. <knew> you weren't. <laughs> I like that. That was a good... <laughs> Brian, tread lightly. Your job is on the line. <laughs> 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 Um I mean really the the biggest thing this week and the, from the past week I didn't really stumble upon anything but um the the biggest thing that was on my mind the whole thing to what was happening in Texas and then listening to what people were also going through across the nation it seemed like everything was just bad like last week was just a bad week and uh the one thing that came to my mind was just togetherness and the importance, again, and I think I say this a lot, but I just think it's good to remind us every time of how important it is to reach out to your friends and to your people. Um, because even if the people who are going through what they're going through may not think of you at the time or think of reaching out to you when they're struggling, the moment you send send to just say, hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you? could be the moment things change for them like i personally take it out myself to remember to reach out to someone every day someone i at least haven't talked to or even just the homies if i feel like i haven't talked to them in a while outside of the group chat i try my best to like reach out to them um like tory ron brian everyone in texas was like heavy on my heart that week because i was like this is not something I was expecting for them. I would never thought that my friends would be worried about heat, water in less in in, in less than an hour things changed. Twenty four hours everything changed for them for the next five days. And um mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to just stay together in times like this. Like I talked about how, you know, we're attracted to each other. I, I talked about how this is an example of like homeless people being around homeless people because that's who they know and that's what they're going through. Um, just stick to the people who are always there for you. And you you might say, who are those people? Trust me, you'll know because if you look through your text messages, they're probably the top five people in your chats. They're the, they're the, they're the chats that are the top. You don't know that? Look, I guarantee you'll be like, oh, yeah, you're right. I do talk to these people every day. I didn't even think of them that way. Those are your people. The people who the first person you think of when you wanna when shit's going crazy. That's your person. Mm -hmm. Tori said Ron's her person. Because if it wasn't for Ron, who knows the storm would've been for her. She'd have been a she'd have been Mm -hmm. another complete different storm. That's true. It wasn't for Ron. Right? Like it it's it might be crazy, like, the analogy might be crazy, but I'm just like, that's just, that's how much, like, other you human know, beings, we need that love. And it might sound cliche, it might sound like, oh, Carter, you just be on that position? No, I'm just being serious, like, we need to continue to love on each other, because after all the bullshit, the politics, the politicians ain't looking for out for us, they're going on vacation, they have the ability to leave when they want to leave. Once they're gone, who's there? And i have say it again before, if you, don't, if you don't have people, if you feel like you don't have people, I'll, we will all be glad to be your people. We don't, you don't have to, if you don't, if you just want someone to just DM us and be like, hey, you know, shit's going crazy, just reach out that, that we're we thinking of you, we'll do that. You know, we don't even have to talk to you, if you just want us to like lift you in prayer. You know, send positive vibes your way. We'll do it because everyone needs that extra love. Everyone needs that extra hug. Everyone needs that extra. Are you okay? Everyone needs that. Hey, things will be okay. I'm here for you. Everyone needs that. I don't care who you are. You can think you're the the OG of all OGs, but you don't need somebody at some point. So <laughs> go out there, be respectful. Otherwise, you're gonna be a who's man. <laughs> Hey, to your elders, all right? Respect your elders. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be a hoose man. We gonna find We're going you. Go ahead and get up out of here. y'all. Yeah. we appreciate y'all for listening? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <Little> shit. <laughs> yeah, <talk to> <laughs> no, you can keep... Marlon can keep talking.
2: Ron can keep talking. But just listen to the no, voice no, behind We're going
1: we to let him live. We're going to let him live. I'm <laughs> telling you little shit.
2: Respect yes. you ass. <laughs> it's getting personal. You got somebody, you oh, somebody give me myself some wound, dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody. Thank you for listening. We appreciate everyone. Feel free to get out of still all over the place. We got the Who's Man's podcast at Gmail? Um, catch us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Oh yeah, speaking of which so announcement I'm actually getting back on Twitter as a what? result of everything that went down last week. It was too difficult in these streets trying to keep up to what's going on and having to like use Twitter as a second hand source, like search these accounts and you know, without being able to follow them and stuff. So I'm definitely making an account so I can be better connected. I don't know how much I'm gonna use it. It's hard to imagine I'm gonna be back to how I used to be. But I do plan I did make the account, so it's just a matter of actually getting back and doing uh, the yeah. timeline right again. Uh I don't even know what my name's gonna be yet. I got a placeholder right now, we'll see what I'm on. though. So I'm not gonna put it out there, but your boys back. In one way or another,
3: we will announce it when he is ready, and everyone will you, have you. to go follow I told when you. he's ready.
1: Yo, this is uh, a, gone for this a whole a year. I <laughs> at my old account is like 377 <laughs> days since the last. I told y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I told
3: y'all. I, <laughs> I told you
1: Take was mine. The streets are his now. But,
3: he's come for you them. Know All what, right, y'all. See if we can. We can get Badu to follow you again.
1: Damn
2: That's good. gonna be the main goal.
3: And she does live
2: look, in Dallas. It's only say less. Away. What you mean? So, oh, you, know, cool. well, uh, you need a stand. You know, well, account. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know I'm not. You huh? know. <laughs> you know I'm not for that.
1: <laughs> well, look, Rob. I told you I, I like her to that right. extent.
2: Bro. It's a friendly pull up. You gotta figure this out.
3: <laughs> you you know what, she nobody. might well pull up and chat. Open arms. Who knows? She seems friendly.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, we we gonna vibe. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be back at y'all sometime Let's in the next it. couple weeks. We know we're really consistent with the schedule right now, but look, we give it to y'all when y'all get it. We hope we thank y'all for listening. Okay, no. <laughs> look, get in here, bit. y'all ain't paying money for this.
1: <laughs> Yo, look,
2: listen here, you motherfucker. Oh, we are gonna give Jesus, you the damn yes. episode when okay. you want it. All right, when we want it. Y'all gonna have it.
1: Peace. <laughs>
2: Exactly. All I know is you were listening to this. You know bar. what it so is. This made, you, you okay. So, this how we're You are people.
1: Okay. So, this
2: is how we're ending So, you know, we're going to speak with our people. Hey, subscribe, <laughs> follow us, uh, listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, all platforms.
3: <laughs> Don't forget
2: to hit the mm. subscribe button. All right. Bye, y'all. Before <laughs> I say some other shit,
3: you <laughs> get what you fucking get. <laughs> <laughs>